0: Daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
2: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, lockedonrays at gmail.com. Uh, well, Ulysses, it's uh, been a little bit since we last recorded an episode. I blame intern McGee for not posting anything lately. You know, he's trying to get an internship with the Rays. So that's uh, complicated matters a little bit. But I think. The wait will be worth it as we have some very special episodes planned today and over the course of the next couple weeks. A couple fun interviews, including a very long interview we had with Aram Layton, who is the creator of justbaseball.com, prospect Maven, uh, knows pretty much anything and everything there is to know about baseball. And uh, we're going to break that interview up into three parts over the course of three episodes and you can again the, the way we do these things the way we do these long-form interviews we break them up on the traditional podcast but if you want to catch the thing in its entirety go to our little youtube page and watch it there from start to finish
0: which by the way has been gardening subscriber after subscriber which has yes. been really nice we're almost at 170 it's growing man 200s our next goal oh yeah well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm eyeing 170. So can somebody get us to 170 subscribers? That would be very cool. Uh, but yeah, the, the yeah. interview is there in its entirety already. So if you're listening to this, you can already go hop over to YouTube. So it was a really cool interview with Aram. I, I think every time we talk to him, we just become a little bit more knowledgeable. You, you become a little bit more of a baseball fan yeah. too. Uh, what's
2: funny is as far as getting these subscribers up, uh, here's I've already got an idea for Inter McGee. It's to okay. create a bunch of fake accounts to get <laughs> our subscriber numbers up. So that's his next goal and his next duty. Um, you know, it's so funny because when we had Arm Leighton on, uh, I think over the the course of these next couple episodes, we we pretty much covered the gamut. Anything and everything there is to talk about from Wander Franco yeah. to Tampa Bay Rays prospects, other prospects throughout baseball. We get into the lockout and the CBA, uh, the Hall of Fame. So a really nice, comprehensive look on the sport we all love to watch.
0: Yeah, it's an MLB potpourri kind of talk, obviously with more of uh, race topics uh, obviously involved in there. But it's a really enjoyable uh, interview, which I hope that you all all enjoy. And again, if you wanted to watch it already yeah. in its entirety, just go to YouTube, Locked On Race, and make sure to subscribe.
2: And another housekeeping note here. So we are officially entering the off-season. We've been in the off-season a little bit, but uh, based on our bosses, we are in the off-season. So we are going to three days a week, more or less, as far as uh, recording goes. But we have a little opportunity for the listeners out there. Uh, If you want or ever thought you'd like to be a one-time guest, co-host of the program, we're trying to invite some uh, listeners out there that want to talk baseball, that want to talk about the Rays, talk a little bit, anything and everything, really, Uh, we have a way and a venture to do that. Just all you have to do is go to buymeacoffee.com slash raise unfiltered. Again, buy me a coffee.com slash raise unfiltered. We will put that link uh in the description of our podcast feed. Or simply if uh if that's too much, too complicated for you, uh just shoot us an email, lockedonrays.gmail.com, at gmail.com and when uh, we, we can send you all the details from there. So if you're like, ah oh, man, I didn't win the, the locked on Rays baseball fantasy league. I didn't win the locked on Rays football fantasy league. But I still want an opportunity to be a part of the program for mm-hmm. half an hour, 45 minutes. Here's your chance to do that.
0: And now you'll, you're going to be on YouTube as well. So it's it's a really good platform to, to be on and on the show and talk some baseball, talk some race baseball with us. And we've always had a really good time
2: when we have guests on. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's get into part one of our three-part conversation with Aram Layton. Welcome into another edition of the Locked on Rays podcast and Ulysses, today we are pleased to be joined by Aram lady host of the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast and the creator of what I will say is an excellent baseball website, JustBaseball.com. Again, JustBaseball.com. It's always fun when we have Aram on the show to uh, talk a little baseball.
0: It is. It is. And it has been so long that the last time we had him on, Wander Franco was in the minor leagues. Crazy. So I'm just going to go out here and just throw you a a fastball down the middle, uh, Aaron. What did you think about the Wander Franco signing before this (laughs) lockout started?
1: So I thought you were going to say, what do you think of Wander Franco? I was going to say he's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> Just leave it at that, right? Uh, that's that's the analysis I get to yeah, give you. No, no bleep, I, he's I pretty loved, good. He's he's pretty decent. Um, it's so funny how how quickly things happen, right? I mean, we always knew what he was capable of, but things are things don't always go the way we think they will. I, I would say he's as safe as it gets, and we kind of saw why. Uh, I love the signing. I, I think it's rare. It's it's something that I think we're going to see a lot more of from small market teams, and I love that the Rays. It's unfortunate that it took like a actual generational freak uh, to, to push them to do it, but I'm glad that the Rays kind of jumped out of the comfort zone a little bit and committed this money because realistically they're going to they're going to get I mean an unreal amount of value out of it assuming everything goes right health wise for Wander and everything continues the way it is. There's no denying the ability at this point. I love the signing. I want small market teams to keep their stars, and this is a great way for them to do it uh, affordably still. Uh, because there's really no excuse no matter how small market you are every team is capable of doing this from the rays to the marlins and everyone in between and and I think the rays are kind of showing that you're capable of it i just took a wander franco uh, to to get people to do it but i am so thrilled about it i really am
0: now uh, on social media or as kevin likes to call it anti social media mm-hmm. um, you, got it. you know there was a lot of oh my god is he crazy he could have gotten so much more why is he leaving money on the table um and then the other spectrum, which I think me and Kevin are in, is like, look, man, tomorrow you can fall off a, a flight of stairs and you can never yep. play baseball again. So Absolutely. in that spectrum, where are you?
1: Is this a win-win for, for both of these parties? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, well, c- could Wanda Franco have waited out a couple of years and eked out some more money? Sure. Uh, But but that's what the Rays were leveraging here, right? I mean, this is what business is. It's all about leveraging your edge and and the other side leveraging their edge and finding a common ground. And that's exactly what this deal is. It's still a substantial amount of money. I mean, a ridiculous amount of money that will, you know, if used properly, will provide generational wealth uh, well beyond Wander Franco's longest years if he lives to 90, right? So uh, that's the thing is we we get caught up in the numbers like it's a monopoly game, uh, but it's it's up to two hundred twenty three million dollars uh, for a player who ultimately has not even played 100 games at the major league level. Uh, he's special. He might end up being one of the best to ever do it. Like, that's not even crazy to say, uh, but you have to take the bird in hand right now. Things are set in. I hate to, like, bring up a, a an unfortunate example, but like, look at Jose Fernandez. Right. Jose Fernandez was on pace to make. So much money, it would have been dumb. And unfortunately, his family's left behind with without much to show for it to the point where, you know, the former Marlins owners and and president David Sampson and Jeffrey Loria offered to to cover Jose's daughter's you know, schooling, you know, as as she grows up. You know, that is the kind of thing that like you said, snap of a finger, everything changes. And now he just secured just steadiness and, and safety for his family and, and the financial department. Uh, but when it comes to just breaking down the contract in general, I mean, look at some of the other deals across baseball. Look at what Ronald Acuna uh, signed up for. Not nearly, I think, what, what Wander Franco is going to be getting out of this deal. Uh, the White Sox did it with several different guys as well, from Robert to Eloy Jimenez. I, I think this is this is a perfect deal for both sides, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome career, I think, with the Rays. And I'm hoping you know they hold on to him for the duration of that contract.
0: Well, Kevin, it's the holiday season, so I am really excited that I can have something that is amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but also high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. And of course, you know I'm talking about the delicious and healthy Built Bars. There are so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will it be raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter Brownie, you know it's peanut butter brownie for me all the time. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors. So, what do you do if you want a Built Bar, Kevin? You go to built.com, you choose all of the amazing flavors that they have option for you, and then you use that promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. So remember, delicious, healthy Built Bars at built.com. Use promo code locked 15 to get some delicious and healthy built bars
2: yeah people forget that it literally is a record-setting deal for a player his age and a player who's played as few games in the majors as he has and let's also consider compare what wander franco the bag he now has to what guys like carlos correa trevor story Corey seager have yet to make now they're going to get paid or are set i've already inked contracts but it you know five six years in the the pre-arb game and and making minimum salaries they didn't they didn't really cash in as as much as wander is going to over the course of uh this first uh this first contract of his i do want to get your take arm on this so what do you see as maybe a typical stat line for wander franco when he hits his prime like are you do you look at him as a legit MVP caliber player for you know pretty much year in year out as he hits his mid-20s.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, a hundred percent. I mean, it it was just ridiculous watching him play this year, um, especially in Boston for whatever reason. I would always tune into those games, and he, <laughs> he seemed to just love playing in those tougher environments on the road, wherever it would be. But I mean, we watched him early on, he had a little that feeling it out process, and then it just stretch and, and into the postseason. I think you can really count on what we saw, more power as he gets more comfortable. He, he's he got that kind of ability that I think he's going to put up Jose Ramirez type numbers, but with, with a higher batting average, maybe slightly less in the power department. But I think, yeah, you're looking at a perennial MVP candidate uh, as long as he's healthy. Because what really stood out to me and the only thing that you know I wasn't able to see a ton of Prior to his call-up was the defense. I knew that he had no problem sticking it short. I knew that he'd be fine there. But he's a lot better than I thought he would be. Um, you know, he, Yes, he made some rookie errors here and there. He's, a, he's playing shortstop on the biggest stage as a 20-year-old. I was really impressed at the range, the arm strength, uh, how how smooth his actions were. He He's going to be an above-average shortstop. I wouldn't be surprised if he won gold gloves as well. So <laughs> when you factor that in, I mean, how isn't this guy potentially one of the best players in baseball? Uh, he, he's really got it all. The only question I have is, is it going to be more 25 to 30 home runs or is it going to be more 35 to 40 home runs? Mm-hmm. And that's more just dependent on what he wants to do, uh, whether he wants to be more of that line drive guy, gap to gap and, you know, go for a little bit extra in the hitters counts. Or if he wants to try to be more of that power guy, uh, I think he's going to be somewhere between the two. And with the bat to ball skills he has and the glove he, he provides and the speed as well. Yeah. I mean, this is this is an MVP candidate. I think you're in and yeah.
2: Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online, of course, remains your number one spot for all of the sports action. Just head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code. Locked on L O C K E D O N again. Promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to receive that wonderful bonus. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Okay, career war prediction for Wander Franco. I need a number.
0: This Ooh. is this is a flip on on what we actually do on Fridays. We 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 call it we 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 do a game called Name That War, right? Where we take name a retired that war. player and we have to name his yeah. war. Now he's flipping it on you, Aram. Uh, so like, what do you think? That's that's crazier.
1: Name that war on. The, it's funny because you look at like an Adrian Beltré, and Adrian Beltré played for what twenty one years, and he accumulated a ninety three war. Assuming that Wander, I mean, careers are just not going that long as much anymore. And Wander's now up at 20 years old. But assuming Wander gives us like 18 seasons, I don't see how he, if he's, if I'm saying he's going to be all these things, I got to back it up, right? Like, I don't see how he's not an 80 war guy plus when it's all said and done. 80, 90 war. Uh, like, that would put him in the top 30 all time, which is so crazy to say. Yeah. But I really think he's that insane. Like, I really think he's that insane. Um, so I'm going to go final answer. I'll give him 85 WAR, which would put him right with Chipper Jones, uh, right in that range. Uh, but I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he beat that.
0: I think we'll take that, Kevin. Yeah.
1: I think we'll take that to the bank and yes. uh, <laughs>
0: store that in the vault because that's That's okay well-
1: with you guys? Yes. That's all right?
0: That,
2: that'll play. That'll play. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer if all goes well. Like, I, I watch him – During the regular season at 20 years old, and he already looks like and was, in some ways, the most complete, most advanced hitter on the Rays roster.
0: You know, Kevin put it this way. uh, When you are looking at his at-bats, you're watching the game, but his at-bats, the walks are a pleasure to watch. The way that his plate discipline, it's just unreal how he just is above and beyond the competition Mm -hmm. right now with the, the, the discipline at the plate.
1: Yeah, it's It's wild to see it translate to at the big league level, like rather Mm -hmm. quickly, Uh, just not even blinking. And that's that's the craziest thing to me Uh, is the guy hit every pitch right. Like he crushed fastballs, he crushed breaking balls, changeups gave him a little bit of fit, but they give everybody fits. It's the hardest pitch hit in baseball, and he still was like okay, he still held his own. Um, That that considered, just like how do you beat him? What's your scouting report? How how are you trying to get Wander Franco out? Are you going to throw ten changeups in a row? I just I just don't know how you beat that guy, and, and I don't think anybody knows how because they haven't, um. And, and we saw that firsthand in the postseason. I think he's only going to get better and better uh, in, in that regard too. I mean he, any little hole he has in his game, I have all the confidence that he'll sort that out, uh, and again, I think the, the glove is a really underrated aspect. I I can't emphasize enough how impressed I was with the glove. Um, compared to, you know, where I thought he might be. I mean, the bat, this is what we thought, right? And uh, this is yeah. ev- anything that he could possibly attain was within the realm of possibility for us. But the glove, I mean, it's further along than I thought. I,
0: I let's focus on on the flaws then, it, it, because from from where I, I stand, yes, I, I agree with you. The, the the defense was better than advertised, but you see where it could get better. And yeah. And number two, the 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 splits. I mean, he was just a way better hitter as a right hander than as a lefty. Now, if the are those the two biggest obstacles that he needs to show up next year is improve that defense, improve the the numbers on the left hand side of the of the plate? or do you think there's something else?
1: No, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, man, because this is a big pet peeve of mine. I and you know, I was by no means a superstar. Um, but you know, playing through high school, I was a switch hitter and my right-handed swing was way worse than my left-handed swing, but my right hand, I was comfortable enough from the right side that it was worth it to not hit left on left, right? We know what left on left does to hitters most of the time right. when it's the other way around, it gets a little bit puzzling. Obviously we need more of a sample size here in minor leagues and the track record point towards him being fine from both sides. It just seems like big league pitching is giving him a little bit more of a fit, uh, you know, from that left side, which I thought was very fascinating. Uh, that is a concern because you hit way more from the left side, right? Two mm-hmm. thirds of your at bats are going to be from the left side. It's one of the things that drives me crazy about Ozzie Albies is he is so much better, you know, from that side of the plate that he hits less from. He's so much better from the right side and you're you're hurting yourself by only hitting from your better side a third of the time. Uh, I'm not worried about that with Wander. I don't think you need to scrap the switch hitting, but I do think it's a it's a great point. Right. Like what was wrong with with the right handed swing or what was wrong with the right handed approach? And I think you might have just inspired me. I'm literally writing it down right now um, for one of my next pieces, because you know what? We're desperate for content. Uh, we've been doing a lot of Hall of Fame stuff. I know we're going to talk about that. I've been doing a ton of prospect write ups and, and system write ups, but I want to like mix in some big league stuff. I'm gonna take a dive into the two swings and approaches between wander from the left and right side because I think it's definitely something he needs he needs to work on it seemed like Velo, uh from if I remember correctly and I'm looking at even those stats velo seemed to, to get to him a little bit from the right side only a only a, or sorry from the left side excuse me only a 670 ops from that left side against mm-hmm. fastballs and that sometimes happens with guys who are right-handed throwers uh and and left-handed hitters you know, it's sometimes they just struggle to get on top of the ball. Uh, they lose the barrel a little bit. That was something that I had going on, too. I still liked my left handed swing better, but that was something that I had going on a little bit, too. Um, it might just be something as simple as just getting that top hand more involved and, and a little bit more of a conscious thought, because what's the one thing that they do the most in the big leagues compared to the minor leagues? It's high spin fastballs elevated all the time. And and I think that might be a little bit of the challenge for him up there, but I will do do a dive into that. The defense, I think it was just more rookie action stuff, you know, just being clean, being smooth, uh, just getting yourself in the right spot. The ball's coming at you a lot harder. It's a mm-hmm. different game at the big league level. And, and I think he got a little sped up sometimes. But I thought as we saw him go on, I know he made that one big error in the postseason, but it seemed like the game really slowed down for him at shortstop and uh what I was most impressed by is just the flashes that we saw. Like, I'm like, this guy has the tools to be uh, a plus defender there. So uh, if those are your two big issues, uh, then as a hitter, you know, or as, as a player, uh, you're in great shape.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Cause as the year went on with wander, not only did he get more comfortable at the plate, but defensively with the glove, he did as well i remember yeah. earlier on in the season there were some oh that doesn't look good like he had yeah. a ball or two ricochet off his glove and hit him in the face like yeah. it oh looked painful <laughs> some some instances like that and how he backhanded and, and maybe the the mechanics or, and fundamentals weren't always there but i do want to ask you not to arm not to make this a wander franco podcast episode hey, but i think this I'm is the last question on wander for now um for a little bit anyway uh, so I assume you're under the impression that he's going to stay at short for the long mm-hmm. term because that's been sort of a question mark with him. Of He is a little bit of a bulkier guy, and maybe as he gets a little bit older, he has to shift to a corner infield spot like third base, and the Rays also have a very, very talented defender within their system and taylor walls so yeah is it something where you see okay wander is the franchise player he, his his value is best just sticking him at short and then taylor walls takes on the joey wendell like role of okay he can play some third he can fill in at short in a pinch uh if he needs to play second one day he can do that as a switch hitter that provides some versatility as well how do
1: you see that shaking out with the race I think that's a phenomenal question because it's something that that is interesting right now when I'm looking at the Royals, right? And the Royals are talking about getting Bobby Witt some run at third because of how good defensively Nikki Lopez was last year. And and to that, I was like, no, don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bobby Witt's going to be your your franchise cornerstone, hopefully similar to Wander for the next decade plus, and they might make a similar offer to him uh, if, if he shows enough at the big league level. Why would you move him to third? Uh, I would say Bobby Witt's a bit more advanced defensively uh, already. Uh, he He's super polished there, so it's a little bit different. But when I look at Wander, like, I was really impressed with that ability, and I think he has more than an, enough capability to stick it short because I was going into the year a little bit concerned about whether he would even be able to stick there consistently. I think he's proven that he can develop into a guy that can stick there. But it's an interesting spot because you now have – to me, I think is one of the most incredible defensive wizards in, in Taylor wall It's short and you can maximize the value there Does it make that much of a difference to put Wander at third. Uh, maybe not. I mean, w- what really stood out to me with Wander was the arm. And, and I think he could probably be an even better defender at third with that arm. Uh, but I guess it kind of goes down to what the race philosophy is, right? Because do you want to keep this franchise cornerstone at shortstop and just have him there and have him continue to develop at that spot or do you move him to third? I don't think it really affects his his impact uh, on the ball club if he's playing third and you got a better defensive shortstop. And I kind of turned the back the question back on you guys: like, who would be the guy that would stick at third moving forward if Wander is playing shortstop? Right, Walls will be moving all over. Who's playing third?
0: Well, you know what? Right now you've got a guy like Yandi who could step mm-hmm. in, and then they can do Yandi Walls uh, righty lefty situation. But really, I, I just. I don't see how you give a guy two hundred plus million dollars and then the next season go. You know what? I don't think you can cut a kid for for a shortstop. I think the work ethic, the 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 all of the dedication that Wander has shown the Rays organization. Yes, he might have looked a little bit, you know, young for the position. He's at times, twenty, but he's <laughs> twenty, and he. I mean, I think he's shown enough that he can get better, and I think he's going to stay at short.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think if, if we're like purely looking at eking out the most value um, in terms of your your team across the board defensively, probably makes sense to have one of the best defensive shortstops in the minor leagues. And even I think already one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball in Taylor Walls there and Wander would probably provide even more defensive value at third. Yeah. Uh, but there's something to be said about just your franchise cornerstone who you like you said, you just locked up for a decade, uh, just maturing in what is the spot that every kid growing up wants to play and it's like that superstar position at shortstop and kind of growing into uh, that face of the league potentially type of guy there like Fernando Tatis is who is by far a worse defender than Wander will ever be uh, but they haven't moved him there from there except when they had to because of injury uh, so I think that kind of speaks volumes there too right I mean it's a different team Padres much yeah. different philosophy from the Rays and I could see the Rays saying hey, hey we're trying to win ball games, and this is the best chance to win ball games." Uh, but Wander isn't enough of an issue for me there uh, to do that. If he was Tatis-esque, I'd say, yeah, move him to third uh, because you have Taylor Walls and, and the Padres don't have a Taylor Walls. Uh, Abrams is coming up, but it's not like he's this wizard at, at shortstop. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I think, you know, given what it represents and just c- kind of the optics of it, I wonder – if it just makes more sense to keep him at short, though, I would not be upset with a move to third, given what the Rays have going on and all the middle infielders they have through their system. That wouldn't really be good uh, at third base. Right. Like you're not putting an Xavier Edwards at third base. He's at one home run in a thousand plate appearances. That's a guy right. that plays second base or shortstop in a pinch. So with all those middle infielders, it will be interesting to kind of see how it all shakes out, because Wander is built for third, too. He, he would be great there.
2: All right. We once again want to thank Aram Layton for joining us on the program. Again, part two and part three of that conversation will be running this week. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.